It's the new year, which means it's time for some resolutions. This year, my resolution is learning how to do the robot. Also, I'm going to update my COVID vaccine booster. An updated COVID vaccine boosts your protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and the worst outcomes of COVID. Find updated vaccines at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is my advice to a lot of people who are like talking about like relationship stuff. I'm like, what do you want? You know, like you have to kind of decide what the priority is. Totally. And I think that's like it ends up falling on the other person who is very clear on what their priorities are. Yeah. And I oh, think that's uh, such a good point. That's yeah. Such so a like for her, it. it's like she knows what her priorities are at yeah. this point. So then it's like, well, then if our pri- if you can't align on the priorities, then we just got to stop. Totally. And I think like a lot of people just don't know individually what their priorities are. And they're like, because they want you want everything you want the you want want like what exactly what you want and if it doesn't happen you have to like prioritize jenny how you doing really good (laughs) are you excited to be on this episode of the asian not asian podcast yes so excited first guest of the season first guest of the season welcome everybody to the uh to um the Asian Not Asian podcast, the podcast with all your favorite Asian friends. I'm Mike Nguyen. I'm Jenny Arimoto. And um, this is the second episode of season three. It is a beautiful day. Uh, my it's back, burning hot in here. It's super warm in here um, because of climate change. Yeah. I think that's how that works. Exactly. And uh, my back pain has subsided. Oh, because of the heat? Oh, no, no just in general. Just in general. Um, oh, that's congrats. just something I want people to know. I didn't know that you had back pain to begin with. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's like my thing. Nice. I love back pain. <laughs> Hell that's, yeah. That's like my favorite thing now. Okay, um, go off. Go yeah. off, King. Uh, thank you for uh, for taking the time to listen to us and invite you, us into your homes and, and or workout routine, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. Um, real quick, uh, up top, uh, if you are enjoy the content... Please consider liking and and rating the show, leaving a leaving a a nice review on the podcast app. Please, why? Because I can't handle negative reviews. Please. I literally spiral. Don't make Jenny spiral. Please. You can talk shit about me. Just be yeah. like, I no, can't. don't. It can't be negative at all. Okay, don't be negative at all. Because <laughs> no, I'll still spiral. No criticism. No criticism. Only positive. Oh no! Things. If you have criticism, email us directly. I'll take it. That. Oh, you prefer that? Yeah. I'll take that to like a star. Like it's like when it's like grades, I can't handle it. Oh, I see. Because then you're I'm saying. like, it's hurting my grade point average. Okay, so yeah. how about this? Quantitatively, give us a good review. Yeah, Qualitatively, yeah. you can be negative. Yeah, but we'll take only negative through email. Qualitative feedback. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, we're going. Uh, if you're so again, if you're listening to the show and you like it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, tag us at Asian Not Asian Pod. We love uh, hearing from you guys. Um, very quickly for our Patreon, um, we are going to, uh, we're going to continue doing the thing we're, we're, we've been doing, which is we're going to shout you out, but then we're going to give you a backstory. If you contribute to our Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. This person this week, uh, is Tommy Chai. Tommy Chai. Ooh, I'm already getting something in my mind here with Tommy Chai. Seems like a, a beautiful cartoon character name. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Like, I feel like it, because it's like, a, it's like Poppy. I do like that it's Poppy. Yeah. But I think this guy's like a slick pool shark. You know, okay. Tommy Chai. Yeah. It's like, you know? oh, like when he walks into the bar, it, like he walks in slow motion. Yeah. He like takes off his sunglasses and everyone's Sick. like, whoa, Tommy Chai. He's here. got a mullet, but he's making it work. Oh, a slick back mullet? <laughs> a slick back mullet. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a tie. You know, his name's Tommy Bones Chai. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. a really good, uh, uh, you know, eight ball player. Yeah. He's got his own like, you know, cue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can catch him uh, after work because he does have a day job in IT. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> Tommy Bones Chai, that's that's what I'm getting. Yeah, I like that. Pull shark. Pull shark, yeah. And if you want to get uh, us, if you want us to give you a little backstory, just uh, contribute to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Asian Not Asian Pod. Um, let's just, just let, let's get into it. Ready? Yeah. Let's do it. We got a great guest for you to joining us um, this week. Gosh, this guy is so 
Harry. No, no, this guy. <laughs> no, this guy Not is wrong, so funny. Uh, he's a writer. Uh, he's, he's he's you got a whole bunch of different things. You're a writer on Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, you're a stand-up comic. I have a stand-up comic. You yeah. are pretty hairy. I am. I actually, I will say, I have a lot of hair on my head, but in terms of body hair, I'm like pretty good about that. Oh, pretty good about yeah. that. Pretty okay. good means and, that you're taking care of it. It means that I don't have to. Oh. Like, I, oh. I have a weird thing where it grows exactly where it needs to grow and nothing more than that. Okay, stop what with your flexing. Yeah, if, I know. That's really what you should put on your resume, not the writer thing. But like <laughs> that's hair, my credit. Hair where yeah. it counts and not where it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, help me welcome to the podcast, Moss Paracon. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, yeah. This is so fun. Coming. So happy to be here. Yeah, dude. I Jenny uh, asked, and I think our fans will want to know, and you have a joke about this, mm -hmm. your background. You got your... You're, you got a face, but then the name is totally. the matching the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm half Indian and I'm half Sicilian. And oh, so shit. I, yeah. And so I, I do look relatively Indian. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you really look, you can pick out the Italian. Like if you put me in a lineup of like Indians, you would spot that there was something a little bit off about me. But <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> something's not right with that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, so um, but my name is Massimo Pericone, which is an, an incredibly Italian, Italian name. Yeah. Um, and it confuses people. It really. I was just at a there's a stationery shop on near Rockefeller Center called. I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Do you know Pity Penny Ader? Do you know what I'm talking about? That's a stationery shop. Yeah, it's P I N I E D E R. Don't no. know how to say it. Hell it's no. never heard of. No it. way. Beautiful stationery. They started in like the 1790s. And oh they, shit! It's incredible. And they have a shop in Rome that I had been to, and I, mm. I found out they just opened one here, and so I went. The most Italian place ever, where it's just like <laughs> this old Italian man working there, beautiful young woman also working right, there, and yes. it's just them two. Uh, <laughs> and he's calling her beautiful constantly. Yeah. I was just there the other day, and, and he was so confused when he saw my name. He was like, "What's where did you get this name? What's going on? As if I like stole the name yeah. from a Italian person. <laughs> I, I will say that um, knowing you, uh, you going to an Italian stationery store, is that what it's called? Is it, was it stationery? Yeah, yeah. So moss. It's very oh, totally. <laughs> you're going there. You're like, I need me a new quill. You know? Yeah. As I was doing it, I did have the thought of like, uh, this is this is exactly what I would be doing. This, yeah. yeah. Going to it. I um, I'm I am a big stationary head. Really? I love stationary. I love oh, staples. Just regular old staples. What? Oh yeah. I loved going to staples. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about an actual staple. Like Not like the staple, but like the staples, the store. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. Finding. Oh, what do they got? What's the new shit from Japan? Totally. Oh, totally. I love like picking out pens. It's also so nice to have that like. September back to school feeling. Yeah. I feel like just the smell of a staples like puts me back. Yeah, there. God, totally. we, we should be bullied. I know. We, we, just really said we like we love like, I mean, back to school. Cut this part out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we like to do this to also with our guests. We uh, give you a minute to talk about yourself. Just whatever you want to talk about. You got a minute, but you got to use a whole minute. To oh, like wow. intro yourself, but intro you yourself. but you have a minute and you must use a minute. You must use the whole minute. Oh, that's so interesting. What kind of what kind of stuff do people usually say? Your minutes, your minutes start. I'm not going to yeah, answer. Oh, you fantastic! You minute starts <laughs> now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, my name is Moss Pericone. I'm a writer and a stand up. I write for TV and I, I do stand up. Um, currently going through a breakup, which is uh, you know is going to come up at some point. <laughs> um, and I, it's so funny. I feel like whenever I do a podcast, I've just gone through a breakup, which is crazy because I, I haven't gone through that many breakups. I don't know how this keeps happening. It's, if you went and listened to every podcast I was on, you would think that I, I was living a crazy fucking life, but I'm not. Um, I've had a lot of ups and downs in this relationship specifically, and I feel like at every down period, someone's like, do my podcast. And that we, you could actually if you look go on like wherever you get podcasts search my name you could follow the trajectory of the whole relationship <laughs> from the beginning that actually might be kind of fun um and yeah that's everything about me <laughs> <laughs> did i use the minute no you no, what? Oh, 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 oh my going. god Sometimes holy shit um yeah, uh, and I just got back from India. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty yeah. good. Okay, there you go. Oh, that's, that's so fun. That was, a minute is so long. It's a yeah, long time. It and really is. Yeah. You've spiraled faster that than most was, people. I know, I really... It was a cliff. Like, it went, <laughs> like, into it. Ten <laughs> seconds in, I was like, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> How was uh, India, real quickly? Oh, my God, it was great. It was so fun. Um, I did it... I, I usually go for longer. I was there for, like, I want to say ten days, oh, okay. which... For the flight and the time yeah. change is a little rough. Yeah. Um, and I was in the Maldives too, so I was really moving around a lot. Oh, shit. Um, which was 
incredible that's place. Amazing, that's amazing, bro. It's so beautiful. But I did this stupid thing where I like, I got back and I almost, I adjusted to the time almost immediately. Like I just planned it well. I slept right yeah. on the plane. Oh, perfect. Got home, went to bed, slept from like 11 to seven. Like yeah. just did it amazing. perfectly. Went out the next night, stayed out till like 8.30. Oh, um, fuck. And then just got right back on India time. Yeah. I just yeah. like, oh, man. through just doing a lot of drugs, just put myself right back on the other side of the world. It was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> That's how you, everyone should get back on time. It's just like, right. I have to do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I got no choice. It's a healthy choice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That. <laughs> Real quick, actually, uh, can you push your pop filter closer? Oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Light? Totally. It's actually. Oh, Has yeah. this. A little bit more. A little more. Yeah. That's better. Cool. Okay, so we see your your face. Yeah, we want to see your face. Okay. Uh, when you go back to India, is it? Do you speak uh, uh, the language? The I language? don't. Um, I honestly, I wish I did. My mom does, um, and it's a dialect called Kannada that's spoken in South India, where oh. my family's oh, from. Oh, but shit. yeah, I never learned it, and I, you know, I just wish I did. And now I think about it, but I don't know. I there are so many other languages I want to. I want to learn French. I want to learn Italian. You yeah. know. Yeah. This is a this this is a language that I really would only be speaking to my family who speaks English. So I'm like, oh, do I really okay. need to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How often do you go to. back? I was going back every couple of years for a long time, and okay. then this was the first time since the pandemic that I had been back. And actually, me and a girlfriend after college went for a month and just went all over the country. Oh, which, that's cool. So nice. Yeah. Um, and that was the last time I had been back. Oh, okay. Wow. Well. Okay, now we're going to go back and talk about how broken you are. Yes, please. Because <laughs> I saw you, uh, we both did the um, uh, Feeling Asian Goodbye show, yeah. which was so fun. That Wait, was, that was so fun. That was amazing. Jenny wasn't there, so that's right. I know, I oh, was Jenny. so much FOMO. I was, I was, was gone, I was in California that week. Uh, yeah. Are you yeah. from California? Yeah. Where in California? The Bay Area. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, are you? I'm from Southern California. Oh, okay. I'm from like Huntington Beach area. You are? Yeah. Are you? I am. I'm wait, from, are you from, from Huntington? I'm from Orange County. Oh, wait. I, that's crazy. I'm from <laughs> oh, my God. I went to school in Santa Ana. I went to. Oh, uh, you went to Santa? School yeah, school? I went to OSHA. Uh, oh, you went to OSHA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. School of Arts or whatever the fuck Yeah, is. School of Arts. When you're at a School of Arts like that, is it like high school musical situation? Totally. Is, yeah. is it really? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Really? It's, everyone should go to high school at high school like that. It's the best place in the world. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. It's so. Because everyone's like. I mean, there was this really fun thing where it's like you go to school from eight to one and you just do your normal classes. Then you have an hour break. And from two to five, you have classes based on whatever you audition for. And so like feels like a normal school. Audition for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You audition. What and did the, you do? I was in the film program. That was okay. back when I was like, I, I thought I wanted to do film stuff. I didn't know. I just wanted to write. Um, but it was really interesting where it looked like a normal school. And then after three o'clock. It just changed where suddenly everyone has like a cello or is like dressed oh up for like ballet for Colorico oh or like God. it was just it was in, it was amazing. Um, what were we doing? We were fucking. Yeah, doing I thought AP I was. Calculus. I guess yeah. I thought I was gonna go to fucking law school. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Idiots. Oh yeah. We're stupid. We're so stupid. Okay. <laughs> go back. Do it now. Okay, I'm let's going go back. back. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah. invent a time machine and do a lot of science. <laughs> I'm just gonna go there, there and just be like, "Hello, fellow kids." Yeah, you, you know, can do it. People won't notice. Carry won't a cello. Notice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we were, did this feeling Asian show, yeah. uh, and like one, like we, you know, it's always great to see you. I'm like, "Hey, how's it going? You're so funny." Blah, blah, blah. And then I think I don't know how it is. Maybe you just started saying, "I'm going through a breakup." <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Oh, and I remember <laughs> you were you were like thinking about texting this person. Yeah. And I talked you out of doing it. Oh, that's so funny. You put me off for about one and a half weeks. Okay. You delayed it. That's pretty good though. <laughs> pretty good, I know. Hey, that's that's like pretty community good. service. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. just because I I was feeling very emotional just from the party, right? Oh and, yeah. You know, and young me and, and Brian yeah. were saying all these nice things and there was all this community and you were feeling, I, I as someone not even in the game was feeling all sorts of like feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I could see where, uh, and I don't know if you had a couple drinks, you too, but I could see where if you were there, that's the kind of place where you're like, I've got to, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to go after her, man. You know? Yeah. And I just was like, Hey, maybe just wait a second because you're like intoxicated by all the positive vibes that are happening. Totally. Right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a good point that I think, I think it had been building for a minute and then yeah, being there, having a couple of drinks, being around a lot of people. Also, my grandma was staying with me that oh week. Oh my God. So I brought, I mean, we met she your was, grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was at the show. <laughs> what did she think? 
She had a great time. I mean, it gave her a warped idea of what stand-up comedy <laughs> yes. is. She's like, this is amazing. This, this is, is comedy the best. Yeah. Everybody's so nice. Everyone's nice. Everyone is Asian, yeah. and it's standing room only. Like, yeah, it yeah. really was insane. Um, really fun show. That was such a fun night. So, um, I guess we need to hear some backstory. Yeah. I mean, that would help me. Yeah. Totally. Because I don't know what's going on here. And What Jenny, you're comfortable with sharing. Whatever oh, you're comfortable um, yeah, with sharing, yeah, yeah, which sure. should be everything. It is. And, you know, Jenny is our course re- resident dating expert. Oh, really? Oh, no, not at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just talk about it. Well, I would say, I guess, uh, uh, m- m- more like dating graduate student. You know, oh, she's going nice. through the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you in a relationship now? No, but I'm like, I talk about dating so much or like how much I want to find a person on this <laughs> podcast every time. It's so hard when you want to find a person. Yes. That's when it gets impossible. And then everyone's like, don't look for, like, you know, yeah. what happened when you're not looking for And I'm like, so how do I like pretend like I'm not looking? You totally. Know? Yeah. Just stand in a corner. Okay. That, I don't know if you do this. I feel like I go on so many dates when I'm like, yeah, the five minutes before I'm like, please sweep me off my feet. Like, please really? be so exciting. And it's oh. just like, it's so rare, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that's well, a very wonder, optimistic outlook. That is very, <laughs> I don't even yeah. think that. Like, please don't be horrible. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And don't that's murder a, me. Yeah. That's, that's the difference good, yeah. between the male. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I really hope she's really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like, I and hope then, I don't get murdered today. I hope I don't get stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Is what women think. So, yeah, give us give us a little lowdown here. Yeah, I mean, we had been dating for about two years. Uh, we mm. met, we used to work together. Mm. We met that way. And, nice. um, yeah. And we just, uh, you know, she was dating someone else at the time. I was dating someone else at the time. And we just, like, we kept getting paired up to write episodes of the show together. And oh, so, we so spent you, oh, a, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we just were spending so much time together mm-hmm. um, whoa and it was so fun it was such a fun courtship over like years mm-hmm. um and then the pandemic happened and she lived very close to me and so we would just like we just started taking walks every day because mm-hmm. we're like oh you're, you're the only person i have to see i was at this point i was like it's been two years of feeling this way i can't say anything like yeah and i usually am fine i i feel like i can i don't really feel a lot of fear in that situation and this one I was like I am I have no idea what to do mm. Wait, I, so so you weren't you weren't, weren't dating, dating or anything I was it, it was like sorry, towards that you two yeah. weren't you two dating oh no dating. we were not dating at all but no. you had feelings we yeah we had feelings um she was dating someone I, I, was, I was dating someone okay and those things kind of ended and then after months I was like hey you know I just this is how I feel about you and she was like I can't believe we're having this conversation and we talked about it and whoa like, well, she, hold on here hold on no, here. Totally. I'm sorry we I'm gotta around. set the set the tone set well, where did you do this okay like, yeah big feelings thing cause that's we did it at this this bar that I go to all the time called the Petite Palette in Fort Greene. It's this really nice wine bar oh. in the park. God, um, you are such a fancy yeah, bitch. So yes. I'm just really bad You're with so- money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, sorry. Um, so, I, I mean, I go there for everything. I go there to just read and work a lot. I go on dates there. Like, it's just a nice, like, it's not even that close to my apartment. You know, right. it's like a 15-minute walk. It's just nice. It's a good yeah. vibe. They have mm-hmm. good wine. Um, so, we went there. We had been going there a lot. Um, when we were, I was walking her home, and... I was like, I just have to do it. This is it. And Fuck. I was, it was building up so much. Wow. Um, and, and this is after like weeks of like having these moments where like, I just have to do it. And then I don't. And then yeah. I like, I couldn't have another night like that where I didn't say anything. And I'm like, fuck, I got to wait oh, till man. the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was brutal. Um, so I said it and, you know, we sat down on a bench and we talked for like three hours and it just kept coming back to the same thing, which is that she felt the same way, but it was just too complicated. Mm. The other thing is that her, the guy that she was dating had been dating for a long time. Um, was also a really good friend of ours and worked with us. So, and at that point that had ended, but it was just very complicated. We we had the same like network of people. It was just a writer. He's a writer too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah. And so, um, so we just came back to that, which is that we just can't, she just can't do it. It's too complicated. Um, And I was kind of like, I think if you just like, I think if you just trust me and just go with it and just like let go of any inhibition that you have, I think after a couple of weeks, you'll forget about all that. That was your pitch to her? That was my pitch is I knew how well it, we were hanging out. I was like, mm-hmm. this is not that common. Like I, th- and she's like by nature kind of apprehensive. And so I was like, I, I know you're like that. Just kind of give it up and go with it. I think it'll be really good. You, I think you just you just fucking Aladdin her, dude. Just like, do you trust me? Get get on this fucking magic carpet with me, girl. That was basically it. Yeah. We're in, we're in China now. So that was your okay, okay, um, okay. That's a, that's 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 ballsy. Mm-hmm. I feel. I mean, I just felt that was right. I was like, I think I just think I I just think this is right, and I think I think I'll be proven right if 
if you just go with it. Wow. wow. And she was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and so. And we were like, okay, then we probably shouldn't hang out every day like this yes. anymore. That's hard. So we didn't talk for like five months. Yeah. Um, and I, I just knew, I was like, I don't, I, I didn't know if she was going to come back or not, but I was like, I know at some point she'll realize that I was right. Mm. And I didn't think she would come back, but she texted me like five months later and was like, Hey, let's get a drink and catch up. And we went back to that same bar, that wine bar. And she was like, Hey, you were right. I was wrong. We should try this. And Whoa. I was, and she was like, do you want to think about it? I was like, no, I don't want to think about no, it. No, I know. Okay. I know. Yeah, we're let's good. just do this. Um, Wow. And then we dated for two years. Oh my um, God. <laughs> okay, so, but that's yeah. the good, that's the beginning. Okay, <laughs> that's so the that beginning. Was, yeah. Yeah. So it was, okay, that was, okay, that was good. Um, and then in, you know, I, I've always felt, I don't know. I, I never really saw myself. I, 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 I always, you know, I look into the future and I imagine myself with kids at some point married, but like when you put a timeline on that, it's hard to nah, think yeah. about, you yeah, know, yeah, of course. And and she knows exactly what she wants. She's Aww. very very good about that. Um, can, can I ask? I hope this is okay to ask. Yeah. Is she was she is she much older than you? A little bit older, yeah. Okay. Um, and so we're just in different places. Yeah. Sure, sure. That had come up a couple times. It came up in August, and I it was clear that we wanted different things. Oh really? Yeah, and that's an, I mean that's a huge thing. That's so sure. important, right? But we were both enjoying the relationship, and I was basically like, hey, I'm not going to break up with you. This is going so well. Whenever you feel like it's too, this has gone on for too long and it's just too much pressure, then you've just got to end it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we stayed in there for another six months, and then it came to a point where it's like, we got to end this. Is mm -hmm. it So you, you, she wanted to have a little bit, I don't know, you know, the... The path, right? Yeah. Okay. She wanted to at least talk about it, which is reasonable. Yeah. I did it. Talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. It, but, it was. It was hard. Because you, you you did like her and you did, you yeah. know, you, you, you wanted, I guess it wasn't like, uh, I feel, uh, you know, you, you talk about how young you are in your standup and stuff like that. And I, I remember being your age <laughs> and, uh, you know, a, a lot of dudes, I think, just want to step you know, go out and, and experience shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But it sounded like you, you were cool with the relationship, maybe not quite ready for the next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you were definitely like, I'm not interested in seeing other people. Yeah. I definitely felt that way. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, that's, that's exactly how I felt is that I, I was good in the relationship and it, if every day was just like the last day, I imagine it would have gone on forever, but talking about it in that way, just didn't feel it just didn't feel right to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, we've been broken up a month. I'm in India, and I'm like, oh, this is the biggest mistake I've ever made oh in my, my life. God. What am I thinking? Um, and I, I don't know. My thought was like, I had always imagined my life would go a, a certain way, and it wasn't that I would meet the person that I would be with forever in my 20s. That seemed mm -hmm. insane to me. I, I, you know, I respect people who do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just didn't think that was yeah. how it is for you. Um. And uh, and then I, I had the thought of like, what well, this was so good. Why would I like stand by something that I imagined for myself over something that's in front of me? And it is great. That's the I, it would be such a fool to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, and I, I don't know, being in India, being around my family, I just like yeah, I had all these feelings where I was like, oh, I, I do. You know, I, I just should have I should have done that. Mm -hmm. um, so, of course, sent the text of like, hey, how are you oh, doing? Okay. <laughs> It was from India? From India. Oh, my God. She was home, too. Or not home. She was with her family, too, in Argentina. And so we were both kind of... Um, wow. Yeah. This is such a cool movie. I know. I know. Seriously. <laughs> right? It's like... It's like... It's like... Multi... Uh, I mean, you know... It's a very expensive movie. Very a lot expensive of movie. We're not shooting on location. <laughs> yeah. No, no, all this is going to be done in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. But we can dress it up to look like Argentina. Totally. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so when was that? That was uh, that was over the holidays. Yeah, that must have been like the fifteenth or sixteenth. Oh, so oh, just like okay. just now. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 totally. Okay. okay hold oh, on. this is so recent. And Let's pause. Yeah. What are you, what are your thoughts right now? Commentate. Um, I I think it's fascinating that it seems like it's predicated on your vision of yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, it it seems like it's like, oh well, like I'm young and I didn't see this for myself at this age. I think a mm -hmm. lot of dudes are like that. Yeah. <laughs> and dudes, don't be like that. Yeah, <laughs> give it up. <laughs> but I think it's just fascinating. I, I feel no. I I understand what it is, and and I think it's compounded from being in New York too. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, I don't know. You can think of this however you want. Opportunity for other things, mm -hmm. right? And I think there's something 
about, I, I always kind of joke that when you live in New York as a dude, you get like minus five in your years. Yeah. <laughs> because like, <laughs> if you're, sure. you know what I'm saying? If you're 30, you're really kind of like a 25 year old. Yeah. And yeah. if you're, you know, 40, you're really like a 35 year totally. old. Totally. So, uh, and, and really, honestly, there's no upper limit for how long you can be just a single fuck boy. Yeah. You know, you could be like it a 55 year old dude oh, with like yeah. a silk scarf DJing and it's totally fine. <laughs> totally. So there is that as well. Um, but that's a, that's nightmare scenario. Yeah. That's, that's, you don't want to be that That's a dystopian. I was like, I don't know if it's totally fine, but it does happen. It does happen. Uh, yeah. Oh, and society, and doing and society you lets it happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You see yeah. it all the time. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So that just, you sent the text. Yeah. How did it go? It went good. We started talking, and then, you know, pretty soon we were talking pretty constantly. Um, and I was like, hey, I, you know, I I have some things that I feel like I should say, and I'll regret them if I don't say them, so let's, uh, let's get a drink when we're back. Mm. Um, and then we kept talking, um, got a drink on, I want to say Wednesday or Tuesday of this week. Wow. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to look at the calendar. Yeah. 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 calendar. That was only four uh, days ago. Yes. Wednesday is before Saturday. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Wow. No, this is super recent. Um, and yeah, I basically said all that stuff. Um, and she was unsure about it. And then, you know, we spent some time together and... And then yesterday decided that probably not for the best. Uh, really? And that was the end of it. Wait, together you decided this? I mean, no. Oh. We were physically together yeah, when we decided right. it, but it was uh, mostly her decision. She decided. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Which is, I think, the right decision. Are you um, sure? No. <laughs> Mike, I'm going to kill Mom. you. You don't say that right now. Okay, here's my advice. Yeah, please. I think that what, and I this is my advice to a lot of people who are like talking about like relationship stuff. I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> like, what yeah, is like yeah. your number one want in this? Like, I, it seems like, because it kind of goes back and forth. Like, oh, like, I, you know, concretely, like, I don't know if I want to you know, plan too far ahead, yeah. but that's what she wants. But like, is, you know, like you have to kind of decide what the priority is. Totally. And I think that's like, it ends up falling on the other person who is very clear on what their priorities are. Yeah. And I oh, think that's uh, such a good point. That's yeah. So like for her, it. it's like, she knows what her priorities are at yeah. this point. So then it's like, well then if our, pri if you can't align on the priorities, then we just got to stop. Totally. And I think like a lot of people just don't know individually what their priorities are. And they're like, cause it, they want, you want everything. You want yeah, the, oh, you want, the you totally. want like what exactly what you want, and if it doesn't happen, you have to like pr prioritize. Yeah. So like, yeah, for her, it's a decision because she knows. Absolutely, what and I was on. I was totally on board. I like. I just saw it as it, these are two ways my life can go. Yeah. You know, we can live like that, or we cannot do this, and my life will kind of continue along the path that it's going. But I got to a point where I was like willing to. To shift paths, just because I I realized that everything we did together was so fun that like Whoa. it would keep everything would be fun, and then I got excited about doing all those things. Yeah, you know? wow. just realized it too late. But I also, you know, I'm obviously caught up in the in the emotions yeah. of it. I think thinking about it more reasonably, there are issues with that. You mm -hmm. know, I, I love the big issues. I just like doing things alone. I, I always have. I travel alone yeah, constantly. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go to dinner alone, and I I you know that's tough to give up. And yeah. I think. Uh, when you don't have a choice of doing things alone, it starts to feel less good. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I I don't know. I think I felt very much going into it. Whatever happens will be the right decision. Like mm. life will be good no matter what for both of us. Yeah. Like mm. we're you know, um, and, and we'll be friends in like six months or a year or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, so, um, so, but so that was still the central issue was that, is that what she was sort of saying is that like this oh no she had gotten to a point where this time apart had kind of given her more doubts of like well i don't know if this is forever now yeah um, and i kind of made the same pitch of like just give just go give on, in get on the magic go, carpet with two, me yeah. two weeks i promise your doubts will go away but she was like we can't keep doing no, it. yeah and wow. she's probably right wow um how, but how yeah. are, you, are you okay yeah, I think I'm feeling? okay. I, I've learned that it takes me a week to feel anything, so yeah. I feel great right now. Okay. <laughs> so we should have scheduled you for next week. Abs oh, yeah. Have me back on. It'll be way different. <laughs> <laughs> you have a shaved um, head. Yeah. yeah. You have all these tattoos on I'm your neck. I'm smoking cigarettes inside. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm, a, I'm more of a punk guy now. <laughs> you know? Wow. Uh, no, but I, I feel... I think I'll feel good about it. I think this will be the right thing. I, I'm just, like, excited about... Um, I don't know, because the first time it ended, I had just gone into, like, chaos mode, which, like, I just, I feel like, I'm, you know, you get too old to do, and it wasn't fun, and I was just, like, drinking a ton and, mm -hmm. like, going out too much, and I feel like now I feel very resolved to, like, 
just you know work and sleep and and you know focus on like exercise and eating well and just like I, I feel healthier about it this time. Wow, okay. you're so mature. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm you a four. are. No, because for sure I would have gone into as the kids call it goblin mode, <laughs> right? And I just continue goblin mode until I, I feel. Uh, I have a lot of self-destructive habits that oh, I've, totally. I've, I've left behind. Yeah, but I used to be very like, you know, if if I was going through a breakup or something, I would feel like I'm I don't deserve a lot of things. I'm mm. just going to ruin my life. Totally, you know? I would just go out and just be an asshole. Yeah, you know, uh, and it took a long time for me to to go. Uh, it's harder to not do that. It's, you know, it's easy to go goblin mode and just be like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, nothing matters. It's harder to be like, I'm going to give myself a chance because that's kind of, you don't know if what's going to work out. Totally. You yeah. know, so I feel it's, it's, it's good of you for, for you to kind of understand that maybe it's the healthy way is the way to go. But oh, then again, it's you. only yes. Saturday. So maybe I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Wednesday. The conversation will be that's very different Next week, goblin week. Goblin <laughs> week. Goblin <laughs> mode is only a band-aid. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's only a band-aid. It it's, totally. it's gonna hit later, regardless. That's such a good point. And it doesn't even feel that good. You do it, you know, you no, can do it three I mean, or that's four the whole times. Thing. Yeah. You don't, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. It just is so that you feel something else. Yeah. Rather than, totally. You know, yeah. Distract yourself. Distract yourself. And yeah. you get to an age when it's like it just feel you feel silly. You're like, Am I really am I doing this? I look like yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm staying places too late. Like to I mean, to be to get into your late twenties and to be the last person at a party where people are like 24 or 23 you're like what what this is not the kind of person that i am well, it's disgusting that's a, nothing wrong with that at all okay. <laughs> being a mid-30s guy or 40s, 40s and maybe, and just even. hanging out with a whole bunch of uh, cool people in the corner while and, and eating <laughs> yeah that's cool chips. as hell that's, yeah, cool that's as great fuck, yeah guys i have a child uh so. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. hey jenny yeah mike don't you wish that life had a user's manual that's every day of my life, Mike. I'm type A as hell. <laughs> I wish that life had a user's manual uh, because then you could use the user's manual to figure out what to do with your life and help you solve problems. Unfortunately, life doesn't have a user's manual, but BetterHelp Online Therapy is basically the next best thing. That's because therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions to help and to help you learn productive coping skills. That makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. If you're a listener, you know that I am literally the biggest fan of therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy has helped me immensely. It's helped me understand how I think and has allowed me to live more authentically as me out in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com Asian. That's BetterHelp.com Asian. Hey Asian friends, I want to talk to you real, real, real quick about a product I use literally all the time, Athletic Greens. I've been using Athletic Greens for years, I've gotten friends and podcast guests into it, and I want to try to get you to try it out. I started taking it because I wanted a quick, easy way to get more energy, to improve my gut health, and to support my immune system. With every delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I legit think it tastes pretty good, and it's so easy to do. It's just one scoop and a glass of water, and you're ready to go. Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery, and it costs less than $3 a day. Plus, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot of reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially headed into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Asian, not Asian. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Asian, not Asian to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Graduate student Jenny. Yeah. Yes. Thoughts. 
thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like I say goblin mode is only a band aid. <laughs> so hopefully that you take it's okay to be sad, but let yourself be sad and just feel the sadness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think communication makes it so much harder to move forward. Totally. So maybe this time for sure, like yeah, work on that and build relationships with your other support systems wow. yeah like i'm like always like i think it's important to have a lot of i think the people who tend to like um which which i do this too like when you're in it it's hard to like separate yourself because it's like feelings so you just like you're like oh this person's so great mm-hmm. um but i think like building making sure you have your like other relationships be really yeah. strong so then you like have people to go to and not don't feel like so reliant on this person totally that's such a good point i also feel like i mean I feel very much like it's it's good to be friends with your exes. I think it says mm-hmm. it's like a, and I am with, I think all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think it's important, and I should have done this the first time. I think you do need thirty days of just completely blocking them. Totally, like, you just can't see their face in yes. any capacity. Even just watching your Instagram yeah. stories, like to see oh, their little face be, in the circle. That's, no, that's no, no, no. You have to do a full hard. separation. Yeah. I would say for more than thirty days, personally, totally. like because I just need time. Yeah. yeah, you need a detox, and then you, yeah, you need a detox. You I need to do a juice cleanse. Doing that this time, but. Because I, I don't want to look like I, I, because it feels so vindictive for someone that you love. Right. Yeah. It does feel like you're cutting but, them out or whatever. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, think you yeah. can like even make that, like say that out loud. Yeah. And be transparent and be like, I'm not blocking you because I don't want, I just like need a second of to course. like regroup. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. totally. Across the board. Yeah. Because I don't like when people, you know, get out of relationships and then for years they're pretending like the person doesn't exist. Yeah. Like that's just heartbreaking. Yeah. But I think, yeah, for a month or two, it's to get over it properly. Totally. I think that's why people keep, getting in these cycles of getting back into relationships is just the the social media of it. Yes. I, I imagine it was so much easier like when you 50 don't years yeah ago. when you don't when you have to like call somebody like yeah like, rotary phone totally and their face isn't everywhere on your phone mm-hmm. like it's just yeah i got to delete photos too i keep the memories keep coming up on my oh, phone oh the memories no. yeah fucking oh. apple brutal apple's trying to get you back together <laughs> yeah. and it plays that stupid song like, what song is this yeah and then it's, it does the weird like slow pan do you yeah. know what i'm talking about yes. oh totally oh, here's us in italy slow pan yeah, yeah. exactly uh, we're feeding each other pizza slow pan yeah yeah wow wow well, thank you for being so honest. No, oh my God. Uh, thank you for having me. This is great. <laughs> I, I have a thought. This is, yeah, this please. is we're going to get meta. We're going right. to step back for a second. Should we become a relationship podcast? No, yes. because it's like horrible. What? <laughs> Why? I don't think, I don't think either of us are equipped. So? Okay, okay. Yeah, if we're just confident, I guess. It's not even that. I would definitely say, you know, we just bring our perspectives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I'm a former two-time Hall of Famer, Mike Dewin. Mm-hmm. Now I'm retired, mm-hmm. and I can do. I'm I'm the I'm the I'm the Madden. I didn't know you were two-time two-time Hall of Famer. In my own mind, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. You know, so I can be the I can be the John Madden. Yes. You know, I'm out the game. Yeah. But uh, I've got perspective. But you have perspective. Yeah. <laughs> you're still, you know, you're the journeyman. You'd be. Yeah. You're, you're in the game still. Yeah. You're doing your thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like an older player who like <laughs> is kind of still like actively like working, but is benched a lot. Yeah. You hurt. You got, you, you got the hamstring yeah. after and uh, Moss is like the, you know, he's the, he's the, he's the hot new wide receiver. Yeah, totally. He's, he's, he's his third year with the Eagles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, he's, he j- we just recently, you yeah. know, um, very sad to be back in the game. <laughs> still playing his best. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have you, we'll have you back in order to talk about it. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, if you're willing, to if yeah. you haven't become a punk rock guy you could be <laughs> on it as a punk rock guy too. i mean you could be that would be tight that, that would, would be really awesome. fun yeah. Yeah. moss i mean i'm sorry you don't you longer use moss your 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 new name is burner yeah <laughs> yeah I'm whatever that patreon guy tommy chai or whatever yeah. tommy chai yeah, tommy chai. yeah. <laughs> uh, get into a knife fight yeah <laughs> i love it um you're very funny oh thank you and uh you are uh you're you're a writer i can't i can't believe Sometimes I look at you and I'm like, <laughs> I wish I, I should have just gone to OSHA. I realized. <laughs> I know. There's, uh, we were just talking on another episode how, you know, we went to, um, you know, whatever, like a, a good college and shit. <laughs> but when I was there, I never felt like I was like, this is for me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, totally. I mean, I had a good time and I learned a lot and I'm grateful for that. And I like the rigor of it. I guess it was, it was like challenging. But I never was like, yes, this is totally what I'm going to do now because yeah. everyone, there were some, there were creative people there for sure, but it wasn't like you can major in yeah. whatever. I mean, there was not a creative writing major. The closest was like English. Totally. And as I understood it, English, English majors 
It was uh, very different. Yeah, like you read a lot of Chaucer. Very, or I was yeah. like, how oh, the fuck yeah. does this have to do with like writing jokes? There was, you know, we had like a, <laughs> we had a, we had an equivalent of um, whatever Harvard has, like the Lampoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. But it was like, it was not that great. Did and you guys was, go to school together? Were you yeah. at the same school? We went, we went to the same school, but not at the same time. Oh, totally. I'm way older. What school did you guys go to? Went to Cal. Went to Berkeley. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, uh, Anyways, so we just uh, bottom line, I just like never felt like I knew where to go, mm-hmm. but I felt maybe if I had been with the people I'm supposed to be with, I too could be a cool young writer. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But you're so cool. And no, you're, not. you're so, oh my God, everyone thinks you're cool. He's wearing no. a sweater vest. You're always, you're the best dressed person on every show we do. He's well, wearing a sweater you. vest over a sweatshirt. Have but you I, even heard of that before? <laughs> <laughs> but I still, I also want to be a successful, uh, you know, I, w- I want to write. I think it'd be cool to do that. Totally. And, but I just never like have worked those skills, but, and, but you've been, you know, you're staffed on shows and stuff like that. Um, I don't even know where to start with that kind of line of questioning. I mean, did you how did did you work on this since you were like in high school? Like I guess you were you obviously went to a kind of an art mm-hmm. school. Yeah, I mean I had a I had known. I mean my dad is a big comedy fan, and okay. so I think that's kind of where it started. Mm. Is he got me into stuff very early? Um, just showed me the right things, the right movies, music, TV mm-hmm. shows, um, and I think just having that from a young age, like. I, yeah, yeah, it was just super helpful. Kind of put me on the path that I thought I wanted to go down. Um, and then it was just like a kind of narrowing and like a a whittling down of starting out and being like, I think I want to direct movies, just because yeah. you know you're 12 years old and that seems really cool. And then yeah. like going to OSHA made me quickly realize, no, I don't. I don't like being around equipment. I don't like mm. being on set. I I think I just like to write. And then whittling that down more and more until it's like oh, I want to write these specific things. I think finding that pretty early got me to a point where when I went to college, I was able to start stand-up like the first week of college because I was like, I know this is exactly what I want to do. And Amazing. I like, wow, yeah. And it's been, I mean, it's crazy. It's been almost 10 years now. Um, yeah. Where'd you go to college? I went to NYU. Oh, okay. Right, right. Um, oh, that's amazing. So then yeah. obviously you're here, right here, and you can start doing stand-up. Oh, right yeah. Right yeah. I went to the Laughing Buddha first week of college. Oh, did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it was so funny. It, God, it, that's great. But then, you know, you you spend years being like, I guess this is what stand-up comedy is. It's right. these Manhattan open mics on yeah, yeah. McDougal Street. It was years before I realized that there were like other young people doing it, people yeah. who were closer to my sensibility. Yeah, sure. Um, but um, yeah, no. I, so I think having just a dad with good taste was the most important thing. In <laughs> oh, the world. my dad has terrible taste. I know. All, well, I mean, I watch a lot of Austin Powers. Oh, that's, uh, that's good. good. That's yeah. And Shrek. Yes, oh, that's yeah. right. That's Did we right. talk about this recently? I think I called myself a Shrek and Austin Powers family. <laughs> you are a hundred percent the overlap of those two things. You're right in the. <laughs> it's Venn Mike diagram. Myers. It's, it's yeah, just Mike it's Myers. Right. It's Mike yeah. Myers. Yeah, it's just Mike Myers. Wow, that's cool. Wow. Um, we have a question from uh, one of our Patreon subscribers totally. and this is something we can you can do if you go to patreon.com slash asian not asian pod we're trying to kind of incorporate the fan base a little bit more um uh judy asks i'd love to hear more about how a writer's room works and uh how many writers are there does everyone pitch their ideas to the rest of the team and then they vote on which jokes make it in or not etc i'm i'm also curious i kind of have an idea of how it works i'm yeah. not exactly sure and i'm sure you know things sort of can change depending on what kind of show and who's mm-hmm. running it. For sure. But I would love to hear, you know, just like a basic rundown of like, what the fuck happens? Yeah. No, that's such a good question. I mean, it, yeah, it totally depends on the show. Like I started in late night and that is its own process completely where it's right. just like, yeah. and I think that's the either, I mean, the number of late night shows is dwindling, but yes. that I feel like is the best place to start because you're really just writing a hundred jokes a yeah. day and you right. kind of d- dispel the idea that there's any magic to writing mm-hmm. and, and realize it's more of a thing of like, if I sit down from nine to five, I will leave today with a hundred things written. Yeah. Um, and I think realizing that immediately is, is the most helpful thing to do. Oh, and, really? And, oh my God. Yeah. Just the, cause you know, you have this idea that like there's some spark or some inspiration right, yeah. you're totally. sitting there like smoking and all of a sudden comes to you yeah, yeah. and I, I, it's just ridiculous it really is just the it's just the work of it um and yeah so late night is great for just like learning how to just churn out jokes um so i did that for a couple years and that show was uh that the running of that show is based on the the way last week tonight works which is uh, mm. just writing you know like a couple people write their drafts of an episode and mm-hmm. then you get notes on it from the head writer and the showrunner and then you work together and kind of combine your drafts into one draft and you kind of shepherd that draft through production mm. and this was patriot Act. this is patriot Act. that's yeah. amazing um and it was super fun and it was a great experience and then i had always kind of wanted to do narrative shows yeah. Yeah. um 
And so I left Patriot Act um, and started working on the Beavis and Butthead reboot. And that show was run very differently. That was like a, it was over Zoom, but it was a, it's like a more conventional writer's room of like, you know, you meet every day for these hours and you just kind of like let the the showrunner guides the conversation Mm -hmm. and you just pitch around whatever they want to pitch on that day. Oh, really? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Just riffing off the top of your head, like, um, wow, really with some ideas. Yeah. And it's. I was really nervous to do that. I had never really done that before, and it was yeah. uh, it was really scary. I, I had like a I had a really good time on that show, but for the first couple of months, I was uh, I was going out of my mind. I was so freaked out. Yeah, I mean over oh. Zoom too, because you're like, oh shit, I just said something fun, but I was on mute or whatever. The <laughs> oh yeah, or or I wasn't on mute and everyone's just ignoring me. Oh totally. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, I've gotten used to. I've worked on a couple Zoom shows now, and I've gotten used to like the Zoom pitching, but pitching into the void like that. I mean, nobody laughs. Yeah, even yeah. on a solid thing. Yeah. You rarely get anything, right? Right. right. Um, which I feel like stand-up helps yeah, with that a lot because you, yeah, yeah. The, it takes you back to those like laughing Buddha mics where you're just telling jokes into the darkness. <laughs> Dark, yeah. Um, Sometimes the host goes, "Ha!" Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Wow, that was bad." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but everything I've worked on is pretty much. I mean, it, it really. I feel like the the discerning factor is just the personality of the showrunner. Yeah. It's oh. all kind of fluctuated based on that. Besides that, there's no real structure. It is like, I mean, usually you'll spend the first couple of weeks just like blue sky pitching just anything and yeah. like the room will kind of guide the conversation and mm. then stuff will start get, getting put on note cards mm-hmm. and then a more structured day happens where it's like, all right, we need to figure out what happens in this episode. Um, Beavis and Butthead was like relatively simple. I, I think there's a lot of like genius to that show in terms of like these two characters have access right. to nothing yeah mm-hmm. so it's just the two of them really just the two yeah. of them they yeah. can't really read they can't go anywhere <laughs> they don't have a car right? they don't have a car yeah. oh yeah they don't have a car that's, like a, that's actually a huge element of the show is that they're always walking around yeah doing stuff which uh i mean you were probably like a sperm when the first one came out but like the original one i would watch it and i was like beavis and butthead's age when beavis and butthead the original one came out oh, and wow. i was like it was hard to i mean it was really good but it was hard to watch because i was like this is like you watch MTV, which was what they do, uh-huh. and you just like think about how to make a dollar. That's like entirely what <laughs> yeah. like my life was as like a fifteen year old. I was like, uh, I guess I do that, and I have, you have no idea how to do it. And you don't have a car, you don't have anything. You know, it's anyways. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. It is. It is very challenging. I would imagine that is freeing and challenging yeah. because it's just the two of them. Totally. Mm. It did. It took me a couple months to figure out that like the way to pitch those episodes is just to think of an object. And be like, what can I do? Yes. How can I get an episode out of them if they finding a brick? What can they do with a brick? And then write like 15 minutes about that. Um, and once oh. I kind of figured that out, it was the most fun thing in the world. Just like, because then you're just like, okay, b- shovel. It's like, hey, what's a shovel episode? <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny because now you say that. I do see like, oh, they would probably try to dig up something, but then find something stupid and then try to sell it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's so fun. Even now, like, I'm like, fuck, I, I want to, that's one of the shows I miss most writing. Cause you just, these ideas will come into your head and you're like, well, that can't be anything other than a Beavis yeah. and Butthead yeah. episode. <laughs> so when you say write, I mean, are you, are you writing, you're like writing dialogue or are you just writing like, here's like a idea and then some events that would happen and like that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean on that show, it, it worked in a very specific way cause the episodes are shorter. So like we would mm-hmm. have the room for a while. And then at a certain point, the room kind of broke and we would just like pitch ideas to the showrunner and like he would pick which ones he wanted and then send you off to write them and then you would do drafts with him but on a show like I was just on the show the other two and that was a way more conventional room where like typically you won't do any writing or you'll do you'll write one episode oh really Um, Yeah. yeah you'll just pitch in the room and then episodes will get assigned out and there's like a hierarchy in the room of like Staff writer is the lowest, and there are story editors, executive story editors, uh, co-producers, producers. Usually, staff writers don't get an episode. I mean, it just depends on who the showrunner is and mm. who they want to give episodes to, and like. But that hierarchy can either come into play or not come into play. Um, and you kind of just, with every show, move up that ladder until you get to a point where it's like, in your contract, you're guaranteed to write one episode. So if you're not writing an episode, what do you? What do you? You, you kind of just like. Like vibing, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Like, what totally. you, you know, what is the actual labor? I mean, you're just pitching in the room oh, constantly, yeah. and then once oh. it's time for like episode two to get written, that person will go leave the room to go write it. But you'll stay but in, the you're room staying and, like, in the room. I yeah, see. and then they'll bring it back in, and you'll pitch different jokes, uh, pitch on notes. Oh, like, oh god. Um, but a lot of it for the first couple of shows is really just like talking, just yeah. pitching and talking and. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I love, oh, yeah. love to I do can, that part I of it. Talk. The thing is, anyone can do it. It's, <laughs> it is a job. Okay. Absolutely. Once you get into the room, I mean, everyone's great and everyone's so talented. But there's no, I 
I truly believe that the ratio of funny people to unfunny people in writers' rooms is the same as at any oh, other anywhere job. else. Oh. Yeah, okay, I could see that totally. You yeah, know, uh, yeah. But, I also feel like it's two distinct job, like two distinct strengths. To like be able to like talk well and write well is also like two separate strengths. I yeah, think. some for people sure. who like aren't that funny talking are really funny writing. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. You know, totally. So, like that's also two different things. Mm. Yeah, and I I always worried because I was like I think I'm I'm nervous in in new situations and like um yeah I just like I I thought that would trip me up so badly yeah. and um it it did and I I got very nervous at first but I feel like it's just like cultivating you know seeing what the job is and then just cultivating yeah. yourself to it and and realizing where you need to improve and then just improving at those things but yeah. anyway truly anyone can do it um, <laughs> I got a question for yeah. you there's so many note cards. <laughs> what are on them? So, like, whenever I see a like a show about a show, a, a show, yeah. Thirty Rock, yeah, yeah, you know, and they're like they're standing there, like they're arguing about what are we gonna get for lunch, <laughs> and then, then there's like all these like colored note cards, yeah, and I'm like, boy, I should really know what is on those things if I ever get one of these jobs. I have no idea. I'm like, oh, they're, totally. they're, they're, <laughs> how are people so organized? I would just like write it all in like one messy word doc. It's just like a long word doc. But. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what ends up happening with the note cards. It's just anything at first, in my experience, like any idea that feels like it has staying power gets put on one and then it becomes a mess and then you start to cull. And then once you get into like actually breaking episodes, mm -hmm. then you can like put up episode one and put up act one and then put up all the scenes in act oh. one, differentiate, you know, ABC stories by color. color. Sometimes you use it to just track a character over the season. It's mm. it's just nice for the ease of being able to move modules around. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, but it's everyone does it differently. I when I'm working on like if I'm doing a movie or doing something on my own, I have a very specific way of doing it. Um where I'll go back to note cards like I'll switch back and forth between a doc and note cards and then I'll like type up the note cards, put it in a doc, use everything that a doc is good for, do that, put it back on note cards and just go back and forth, mm. which is like but I feel like everyone has their own like yeah. idiosyncratic note card process. <laughs> their own system. I have no process. Go ahead. Sorry, what did you, you say? Oh, I have nothing to say other than the other two. <laughs> one of my favorite shows on the air right now. Oh, oh they're yeah. so good at yeah. making that show. It's crazy. Like literally, but I told you that before. Yes. I'm a big Chris Kelly, Sarah Schneider fan. So They're the best people in the world. They're so funny. Even, they're so funny. I will argue to the death that they're, this one season they were head writer on SNL was the best season of SNL in recent history. Whoa. Yeah. And if Colin Jost and Michael J hear this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris and Sarah are the, the smartest writers in the world. Yeah, it's they're crazy. incredible. They're incredible so writers. good. I'm so excited to see this next season. I think Me it'll be too. so fun. <laughs> wow. Um, well, we don't have you for very much longer. <gasps> oh, no. One thing, I guess I would. Um... This is so fun, by the way. This is the best time. I, <laughs> okay, I want this to go on forever. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm this so is glad. great. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, for me, I'm trying to work on my writing. I've never been staffed on stuff. I would like, I think I would like to. I've I've been in rooms where we like talk about epi like my friend writes an episode and I'm sitting there and I'm like oh this is just like English class where we just mm -hmm. talk about feelings and themes yeah and I'm like I think I would be okay at this um and so I guess you know I'm trying to write a pilot um just on my own I just feel like it's, it would be a fun story to write and I'm totally. like learning and I'm gonna take a class and all these things and the mechanics of it I think have been really interesting because mm -hmm. to your point having a process makes it easier because otherwise you're like i have an idea about this guy and he's going to save the world and it's like such a crazy you have no idea where to go with yeah you just have like a thing mm -hmm. totally right and it, and the process forces you to kind of just break it down so you're like okay well if he wants this then what's his first step whatever you know yeah but like i'm going through it i guess is there anybody any advice for a new writer who's way older than you <laughs> <laughs> but is like interested in it's doing very this, well dressed very <laughs> well dressed no one in particular uh -huh. loves glasses um uh, amazing lover and is there, is there anything you would want to say to this guy sitting across from you <laughs> but not me no 100 percent. i mean me. yeah it's yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Um, I think the key, I, I always, uh, I think this is the key thing. I mean, you gotta have a pilot cause that's what they read to like yeah. staff people. Yeah. Um, that's the, and I think the key that people, it took me forever to figure this out. And I think it was the best thing I've ever figured out, which is that you gotta understand that they're reading so many pilots. They're yeah. reading yes. so much. If you could write the most readable pilot in the world, you're ahead of everybody. A lot of white space on the page. 
simplify the plot as yep. much as yeah. you possibly can and just write really good jokes. If they can read your pilot in 12 minutes, got it. Yeah. You're so fucking set. That's yeah. all. I don't think I I'm sure most things do not get read past the first page. Yeah. Which is yeah. hard to read. I totally they, hear they you. look bad to the eye. Like just make it look good aesthetically, make it so they can, you know, not a lot of characters, something yeah. you could just get very easily. You yeah. Know? You um it. that'll really I think that I mean I wrote I, I wrote this one pilot that I loved. It I really like put so much into it. I thought I was like this is the best thing I've ever done. It was so good. It was fucking insane. It had so many <laughs> right, characters. Like many it was so complicated. There, a ton yeah. of ideas. Yeah. Um and then I it was so heartbreaking and I learned from that. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fuck this. I'm just gonna write the simplest, simplest thing yeah. possible. That was like um that was maybe seven years ago now. That's the only script I've ever used to get a job really? for seven years. And so if you just write a script like that, it can literally employ you for decades. Just write one and you're set. That's yeah. Amazing. Um or not set, but like it's just like it's it's so worth putting the work into making something super simple and structurally sound because mm. it'll like because at the time I was like, these are not the kinds of things I want to write. I like big, complicated, yeah, messy of things. Everybody mm -hmm. wants that. That's yeah. how you get like you get excited about the job because you watched whatever the fuck you know uh, Blade Runner, and you're like, oh, this is amazing, yeah. so heady, so crazy. Totally. You know? yeah. yeah. If you can just if you can just force yourself to, and it's so hard to do, but just put that aside for like a month and just write something super simple, then you can you will be able to afford yourself years of doing crazy fun things that you like here yeah um well i'm gonna uh throw away the one i have because <laughs> right away there's a demon in it um uh so yeah any any comments jenny no i think that's good <laughs> i do like that. i mean like if you read enough pilots you're like that's those are the ones that stick that you're like oh i know who this person is you know? well, totally. like, i can follow there's only like a handful of names in here well like you watch a lot I mean I've been I've been trying to watch a lot of shows and the shows that are are really good in the first the first time you see a character you should understand exactly what this yeah. character's thing is yeah. yeah you know and I think visually that's difficult to do and then writing you have to write the character the right way but yeah. you know the director has to do it the right way the actor has to do it the right way so it's like readable right? yeah. in, yes. in your words right totally and I think that's true for a lot of I don't know creative things it's you know with fashion, it's almost like, I, I mean, people see me wearing a lot of layers, but I would always say, if you want to be fashionable, just wear black. Just that's yeah. it. Just wear black, be, make it simple. Point. Nice, simple things mm. are really hard to do and yeah. really hard to curate. Uh, I'm letting you know, because when you become um, a, a punk guy, it'll be <laughs> yeah. important for you to just pick simple black outfits. Totally. Simple, you know? This yeah. will be good, yes. Yeah, you um. can get vomit on it, it's fine. <laughs> um. Even off that, the other thing, this might be the most annoying advice ever. No, um, that um, I feel like it's super helpful. I feel like hearing what other writers do is like not always great. I feel yeah. like writers are um, bad at talking about their process or yeah. don't really have a yeah. process. They don't think about it the right way. I feel like the people who think about it the best are painters. And I feel like studying oh. painters and reading a lot about painters, they just externalize their process so well and thinks so much about the theory of like their practices that has helped me so much to think in the right direction. Can you give me an example? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean like just paying attention to the way, you know, just thinking about like the New York school and like abstract expressionism, how they arrived at that point of that way of painting from what came before them. Mm -hmm. It's just, they really thought about it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and every, I mean, even people like Matisse or De Chirico or all these people, like they arrived at a process because they, they just thought about it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that gets kind of brushed aside mm -hmm. in writing. I think also there's something to the physicality of painting. Yeah. Or yeah. Just like, that was Paul X's whole thing is like he yeah. wanted to like put the physical into the, you know, his his physical body into onto the paint. Totally. Into the thing. And that's like, it's weird because you would think painting should be about the paint. But then, you know, to your point, like it's about the process that the painter is going through. Yeah, mm. totally. And just that they've thought a lot about what is popular right now what mm -hmm. was popular in the past and then just taking that and kind of getting to a new place with it if that makes sense it, it's such annoying advice but i feel like that's been really helpful and especially with stand-up just to like encourage i don't know i feel like so many people are dismissive of like thinking more deeply about like what's behind their practices and processes mm. and like they think it's magic or they think it's stupid to care that much or it's something that just happens i think painting is the one thing that really encourages you to think like okay what am i doing 
and why am I doing it? And what's the best way to do this? Interesting. Painting has come up twice today. Really? really? What was the other time? When we talked about CBS. Oh my God, yes. We were talking about CBS we earlier. About CBS. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, We've been talking, talking about art. We've been talking a lot about art. <laughs> yeah. um, Moss, I love it. Oh. I love this Italian, South Asian, <laughs> fancy... Fucking, I didn't think that's what the word was going to be I, that you were going to say. I realize we got to have more espresso on here Absolutely. where we talk about, hey, what is the process of the art? And, 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 and the way you think about it, I think it's so uh, interesting. Thank you. Thank you, yeah, for, thank you also guys for having me. And yeah. sharing so much about your, your personal oh, life. Oh, totally. I thought that was great. I thought it was really cool. I would, I'm going to think about it some more. I'm going to work on my uh my pilot and make sure there's not so many demons in it <laughs> and literally and um and uh where can our fans find you and your work oh um just instagram is the only thing that i have cool um and yeah that's about it um what's your instagram <laughs> oh, oh my god totally. <laughs> just kind of guess <laughs> it's just moss pericone um m-o-s-s-p-e-r-r-i-c-o-n-e that's uh, uh, amazing. Uh, yeah, definitely ch check out, check him out in on, on the scene. Check out his work. Um, Thank you. Uh, and you can always find uh, uh, the podcast on Instagram at Asian Not Asian Pod, and you can find me on Instagram at uh, Nice Pants Bro. And I'm everywhere at Johnny Arimoto. And again, you can. I think this episode will be out by then. Uh, I will be at SF Sketch Fest. That's in San Francisco. Oh, I'll nice. be um, there February third and fourth. Are you going to be there? No, no. Okay. Um, but it seems so fun. I've got to do that. Yeah, it's, it's so gonna be a good time. There. I think it'll be really good, um, and we'll make Jenny feel excluded because <laughs> I always do, regardless. Even if I'm not invited, I feel FOMO. Like, uh, what the hell? Yeah, and uh, come check out Hack City. Um, uh, just just Google it. I've yeah, I think this isn't time. gonna come out. This isn't gonna come out before. I don't think so. So the February one. So check check out the one in February. Yeah. So, um, but otherwise, until then, um, any final thoughts, Jenny? You know, <laughs> um, create your vision boards and oh. live your best life. <laughs> and don't vape. Don't vape. Don't vape. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about how vaping is bad. And I just saw a thing that, about like vaping. So don't, oh, okay. And also don't vape. Like <laughs> <laughs> at, at the end of this episode where we talk about heartbreak and love and the process and art. We have a G.I. Joe moment where at the end it's like, and kids stay in school. Yeah. yeah. You know, vaping destroyed my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Bye. Bye.